Hello, and welcome to episode 169 of Pop Culturally Deprived, where each week we watch a movie I've never seen before, which is still most of them, and talk about the good, the bad, and the cell phones. This week, we're going to be talking about cellular on your, oh, snaps, podcast. I'm Mandy Kay, and when I'm not watching movies for the podcast, you can find me on Twitter at Mandy Kay. And I'm Matthew Bowes. I'm also on Twitter at Matthew Bowes. This week, we are joined by Lindsay, the other host of Nature Finds a Way. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Hi. I was going to wave because I'm not used to recording video on podcasts, but that doesn't help at all. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Lindsay. Welcome, welcome. We can tell, listen, we did a big group wave, a Mexican wave. We waved <laughs> in all the ways. Yep, and <laughs> all three countries. It was very amazing. Yes. Um, we raved about the podcast last week and and then oh, talked good. about whale tales as well. It's awesome. We love it. Everyone should go and listen to it. Yes, I agree. That was what I was going to say anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, make sure you listen to last week's for more. You know, stuff mm-hmm. on how cool it is. It's just, like like I said last week, like smart people talking about things they know in interesting ways. It's, it's all I'm looking for in life. Well, then the, we made these just for you. Yeah, absolutely, and I love it to bits. Um, I'm going to just dive in. Why cellular? Um, it was the first thing I thought of, and I have no idea why. Um, I was looking Ooh. at the list. Oh, okay. And I have the DVD, which I know is a thing we were going to talk about. So I think I just looked at my DVD shelves. I don't know. I thought of like 17 other ones after. We just set this up, of course. But yeah, I don't know. I really enjoy it. So. Well, well, I that that's like the thing I was hoping for because you know some people come on and they want to talk about Citizen Kane or Oscar-nominated films like King's Speech and so on. I I am delighted when people come on and like here's a trashy action flick that I yeah. just love. No, I love it. I watch it every summer. It's one of those like when you watch like Blue Crush or something, you because you just feel like it's summer, <laughs> but you don't really want to go outside. And right now, can't go outside technically, so. Just watch this and pretend it's summer. It works mm. too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, there's there's not much between this and like a diehard. No, it's it's very close. It's even got Jason Statham yeah. in it, so it's it's pretty close to most of things. He doesn't drive a lot, so No. But, but in terms of those it. sorts of action films, like it's great. You know, this this is what you're looking for on a, a Saturday evening. Yeah. Exactly. Nice food, yeah. glass of wine, mm-hmm, trashy mm-hmm. thing that you don't have to think about. Yeah, and just watch Chris Evans run up and down a bunch of stairs. <laughs> right. So I was delighted that, that you suggested this, because I, I think the thing that tipped me over, because I, I had not watched it all the way through. I'd seen bits of it. I remember leaving it on going like, oh, hey, it's young Chris Evans. I'm just watching some of it once. But then I looked at the, I think it was the guy who did the screenplay, and it's like, oh, he wrote all the good Fast and Furious movies. Okay. So maybe they have some credentials here. Maybe. Um, Mandy, I'm going to start with why you've never seen this. Why have you never seen Cellular? I'm not sure. Whenever you mentioned it, that this was the one Lindsay wanted to do, it was not one that sounded remotely familiar to me. I was certain I had never heard of it. When I saw Chris Evans was in it, I was like, there's no way I've seen this. (laughs) And then I sat down to watch it. And it's entirely possible I did actually watch this. Like... (laughs) rented from Blockbuster on a Friday night with popcorn. I I don't know. I I had no memory of it, like, of actually, like, the outcome. But it just seemed vaguely familiar. That's all I got. <laughs> it is exactly that sort of film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Let's just pick it up, just for a weekend with some popcorn. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. Uh, do you want to tell us what it's about? So I can't even remember where I took this one from. I don't think it's IMDb's, but... Oh, no, this is the Amazon synopsis. I didn't like IMDb's. <laughs> this is a I've... new one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Google's is too long. Google's is always like a paragraph and a half. And I'm Ugh, like, I don't want that. <laughs> um, but IMDb's was just weird. I don't remember why. So I, I stole this one from Amazon. After getting a frantic call on his cell phone from a kidnapped woman, a young man must battle his way through a ruthless world of lies and murder to rescue her. 
That makes it sound like a very different movie than it, it is. It really does. Like, it's like a spy movie with fedoras <laughs> yes. or trench coats or something. Yeah. Way more serious than this film. Yeah. yeah but it's not technically wrong. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's what we got. Okay. Why don't you okay. tell us about it? Yeah. Cellular is an American action film from 2004. It was written by Chris Morgan and Larry Cohen and directed by David R. Ellis. It stars Chris Evans, Kim Basinger, Jason Statham, and William H. Macy. It was generally well-received by critics, with Roger Ebert calling it one of the year's best thrillers. That's it. Very short. I think I win for the shortest ever (laughs) history and production info section. I mean, it had very mixed reviews. I can imagine. It did, yeah. but Roger Ebert loved it, so that bumped it up oh, in, well. in my retelling of it. <laughs> I said generally well-received. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, having had a look at a few, I think a lot of people did look at this and just go, it's a product placement film. Yeah. That's what it exists for. Mm-hmm. Which is, makes it really interesting watching it now, kind of, so removed like some of these companies don't exist in this way it's a lot different in it so you you don't watch it in those terms anymore i mean it wasn't as bad as the blues brothers no well the mall scene is a thing unto itself yeah 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 lindsay did you say you own this i do own it i think i probably bought it at maybe a blockbuster going out of business sale (laughs) or like a walmart bin or i stole it from my dad when i moved out i don't know but it's on my shelf and it always has been. So, And you can tell on the posters that it's 2004 and they didn't know who Chris Evans was because he's really small and Kim Basinger's yeah. really big. They're like, look at this oh. star. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. And, and like, I think we've all got these sorts of films mm-hmm. on our DVD yeah. shelf. Just those like, I love it. I don't care what anyone else says. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I've got one called Steel, which is... I think someone like Kiefer Sutherland, either solving crimes or doing crimes on roller skates. It's like extreme wow. sports heist movie. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I'm ever going to make you watch it, but I remember enjoying it. So I bought it because why not? Exactly. <laughs> I think my version of this is going to be the net. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. With Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I have that on DVD and, and all, I am proud of that. All exactly those kind of films of like, Hey, people are using mobile phones a lot. We should make a movie about mobile phones. Yep. Oh, yep. that's exactly what this movie is. Yes, it really is. You know, in, in a world where the emoji movie is a thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you can see it in this. Um, Mandy, where did you find it? I was actually able to rent it on Amazon for a whopping $1.99. Amazing. <laughs> I, I was a little concerned about watching a movie that Amazon was only charging $1.99 to rent. <laughs> But I did. I watched it. <laughs> Judgey Judgerson. Well, oh, let absolutely. me tell you something then. In the UK, <laughs> you cannot rent this. I'm, I'm sure oh, when, when we were you. setting this up, I like looked. I was like, oh, hey, it's on you know Amazon, Netflix, somewhere like that. Like, cool, cool, I'll be able to watch it. Then when I came to watch it, you can only buy it digitally for £6.99. <laughs> so oh, that's so much. Which is like $50. So... <laughs> <laughs> And about 38 Canadian. Um, So dedicated (laughs) to the podcast. I own this now. I own it as well. Every year. We should should regather every May. Yep, we can enjoy it. Discuss the technology. We can do an annual PCD live watch of Cellular because Matthew owns it. Um, Kim Basinger and Jason Statham and Chris Evans and William H. Macy and various others, a director who has done a number of other things, a writer who's done a number of other things. Uh, Mandy, go. Well, so everybody in this movie with a lead role is famous enough that I know who they are by their face and name. Right. Even if I can't name something else they've been in. Looking at you, Kim Basinger. Oh, <laughs> I don't Batman think I 89. either. Oh, that's what it was. I knew there was something. But... What was it? Uh, first Batman. Mm. Oh, yeah, no. But I was trying to think about it, and I think she was really famous in the 90s, but I don't know why. It's possible she was in a movie called Cool World, maybe. I didn't look it up, but I I think, like, that's kind of ringing a bell for me. 
I mean, there is a movie. Oh, yes, yes, she was. You're absolutely right. Cool World, directed by Ralph Bakshi. I watched that movie repeatedly when I was in high school. And I remember the tune version of her more than I remember anything else. That's okay. weird. I know. And I didn't actually look up the director or writer of this. Okay. We'll come back to them in a I second. Failed at my homework. Kim Basinger is the titular stepmother in My Stepmother is an Alien. Oh. Which I have not seen. Oh, if you're not. not. Sure. <gasps> a I know. Bu- it's a terrible. Buffy fan should have seen that film, frankly. I, I know. I know. <laughs> Alison Hannigan and. Seth, Seth Green, Green. Well <laughs> linked on his name for a minute. <laughs> Quarantine brain, that's all I can say. Um, but no, I haven't seen it. So um, David Ellis, who directed it, also did Final Destination 2. Also known as Which I have one seen. of the better Final Destination films. Yes, that's my favorite of the Final Destination movies. And he directed the critical failure Snakes on a Plane. Both filmed in I have not seen it. Oh, <laughs> Like everything else. Like everything else, yeah. That's not a claim to fame these days. <laughs> I was there when they were filming Robocop and making it look like it had been raining. It was weird. It was a very strange walk. (laughs) Uh, The writer also wrote most of the Fast and Furious series, Wanted, um, the recent Mummy. He produced Mm. the Bird Box, things like that. Okay. Fairly prolific in these kinds of schlocky action films. Chris Evans. Hmm. Rings a bell. I mean, I of course I know who Chris Evans is. Everybody knows who Chris Evans is. He's Captain. We just talked about him in Knives Out. Mm, true. I I love that this is clearly you know his audition for. I can carry a film. I can be given yeah. big parts. Like he hadn't even been in Fast, in Fantastic Four by this stage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. This is like baby, baby Chris Evans. But he takes some runs with it. Uh, Jason Statham. I, I know you might not tell from this film, but he's actually British. <laughs> uh, we Wait, might get did, into did that have... later. Have we ever had him on the show? Have we ever done anything with him in before? I am not sure. Have you seen Italian Job? I have seen it, um, but we didn't do that on the show. Yeah. It's my, the one I think about the most when I think about him, aside from really? all of his fast car movies. <laughs> He has made quite a name as a fast car movie guy. Yeah. I'm not seeing anything here that we've had on the show Ooh. that he is in. This is our first Jason Statham. Okay. Have you ever seen, I mean, probably not then, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels or Snatch? I have not. Right. They're going on the list. Let's do some Brit movies sometimes. Okay. Awesome. I mean, there's so much we can compare this to, this kind of... You know, diehard big action film summer blockbuster mm-hmm. stuff. Yes. Well, obviously, I've seen Die Hard. We, that's our very episode one, right? <laughs> um, I also have seen Speed. I I think it's very similar to Taken in feel, if not like plot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same sort of just like fun action. Well, okay, fun might not be the right word, but just like fast paced action movie right. that. Okay. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, every time I was thinking about this movie, I kept thinking about the Jodie Foster movie, Flight Plan. Okay. And it's it's not, they're not quite as like, Flight Plan's not as frenetic and high paced, but it has the very similar thread of the main character trying to get people to believe her about something, mm-hmm. which Chris Evans kind of did throughout part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I kept thinking that was similar. Um Phone Booth is one that kept coming up over and over again, also written by the same folks. Right, okay. <laughs> um, I did wonder if you picked up on that. Like, I did, yeah. I did. This is very, very similar to that one um, with just elevated technology. I don't remember Phone Booth, but I'm fairly certain I did see it. <laughs> but I don't entirely remember. I mean, when I saw like Colin Farrell's in it, I'm almost certain I watched it because I really liked him when I was in high school. Okay. College, whatever. He's pretty to look at. It's a slightly damning indictment. Sorry. Um, cellular. Did you like it? You know, I did. It is exactly as you described it, trashy, entertaining action. And I enjoyed it. Like, not once did I want to stop watching. 
Mm. or wonder what time it is or when is this movie going to be over. It was just good fun. It was, I woke up. So since we've started recording on Mondays, I tend to get up early on Sunday mornings and watch the movie that we're going to be talking about. And it was a great way to start my Sunday. (laughs) Did it make you want to get out there, do stuff, solve crime? No. It made me want to watch more movies. It's hard not to like this. Mm-hmm. I think the film just knows what it is. It's not trying to be high drama or high art. or and This is why it's so different from Taken, because it's also not taking itself seriously whilst also mm-hmm. not being comedic. Right, right. Mm. Yeah. It's so good. It just... It just washes over you, and it's you know, it's not it's nonstop, and it's silly things, and it's it's him driving the car. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing that stands out for me is it's Chris Evans in the car doing these stunts, and he's even the bits where like I think they were doing the the rear projection thing of you know he's driving, he's looking over his shoulder and stuff. He's really good at selling that he's doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he there's a reason Chris Evans was later cast to be Steve Rogers. He's He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really is. And yeah. he sells the characters that he plays just like he did when he was little Steve Rogers versus when he was Captain America Steve Rogers, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Like, he just, he has something about him that makes you believe what he's doing. Maybe it's just Captain America's face. Yeah, that might be a bit biased. But I don't yeah. know. Like, I watched this before then as well, and I enjoyed it, and I believed him. I don't know. <laughs> Lindsay, can you put into words what you enjoy about it? Well, right now it's Chris Evans. Um, <laughs> and that's just been my my general feeling in life about since whenever, 2011. Um, right. But um, when, we're, when I was, when I watched this with my family, whenever it came out, like with my dad and my sister, and we love action, you know, Jason Bourne all those kinds of things, Italian job. There's a bunch of other, like the bank job is a Jason Statham movie, which is, I think is produced by BMW maybe or something ridiculous. Like it's just about cars and he drives around and there's no plot. Um, But (laughs) so we loved William H. Macy as in my family. We love Jason Statham and that that's probably how we got into it. And since then it's just been a movie that I've enjoyed. I don't know. I I like William H. Macy in this. I think he's adorable. Mm-hmm. So that helps. He's kind of adorable in every role that he yeah, plays. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, I just kept thinking about Pleasantville and how cute he is mm. in Pleasantville. I haven't watched that in a long time. <laughs> I always that, that, think of Mr. Holland's opus when I think of William oh, H. Macy. Oh, yeah. He's the mean principal, but he's not actually yeah. mean. <laughs> right, yeah. He's just yeah. cute, and he's... He's the the adult you want to know. Exactly. Yeah. He's great. Like, it's so random him being in this big action film. It really is. Like, especially since it's like, it was before Taken when like serious actors started Mm -hmm. being in action movies. So it's Mm -hmm. like, why, why did he decide to be in this anyway? Like it was, it's a strange thing. It's, it's not a giant role. Like he's not the lead in it in any way but yeah no but i i feel like it was perfectly cast though right mm-hmm. with the retiring cop who's all excited about making this day spa with his wife like that's exactly what you would expect william h macy to do that's very true yeah 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 he, he is absolutely the sort of the nerdy one of the odd couple type mm-hmm. you know he he took on those kinds of roles that like a uh, jack lemon used to do mm-hmm. um and it just it's so incongruous. When I saw him on the list, I'm like, ah, I wonder if he's going to be like the suave guy behind the kidnapping or something. And maybe it's oh. just him trying to make a bit different. No, no, he's actually playing William H. Macy. Like, this is him, <laughs> just on his day off, I think. Yeah, um, But it's good because he's still, you know, he's capable. He's working the fight. We always, like, I always say this, I love this one. You see someone who's good at their job, doing their job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he's just definitely. following the lead, investigating the thing. He's, you know, I love that he's annoyed he has to shoot someone. Yeah, yeah, and the fish when he holds the rescues yes. the fish in the wine glass. He's like, "Take oh, care of this so fish." Good. Oh, yeah. Because we saw the fish go down, and my wife was like, "Oh, he killed the fish." 
No, but, but he, he didn't. He saved he like, the fish. It was like his first priority. Aww. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and that's that's the kind of thing. Like the film isn't trying to be funny and you know big action in that way, but yet it's prepared to do random fun stuff as small mm-hmm. character beats. Yeah. Yeah, like even Chris Evans's friend when he ended up dressed as the whale mm-hmm. and like all of those random bits and the um the guy answering the payphone, like just him calling the payphone in general. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. Like all which of that kind of stuff. Doesn't need to be there. No, not at all. Yeah. But, but it's fun. Why not keep it in? Oh yeah. Yeah, and poor poor Eric Christian Olsen just could not get out of this role. I think he was taking the parts that weren't given to, to like a Sean William Scott, and neither of them ended up going on through much. Sadly, yeah, I recognized his face, and I felt like every time I see him, he plays that character. But I couldn't tell you another instance of that character just because it's so forgettable. Mm-hmm. I think I saw him recently in something, but I have no idea what because I've been watching gajillions of things. But I think he was in Sex in the City once. Wasn't he also, did he transition to TV? Wasn't he in, like, Numbers or Criminal Minds? <laughs> NCIS criminal? Los Angeles, apparently. Oh, really? LAPD detective Marty Deeks. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I'm trying to see what else. Yeah, a few episodes of various different things. I, I haven't seen it, but I know, like, I know his face because I know it's associated with him as young Jim Carrey in the Dumb and Dumber prequel. Oh, yeah. Oh, Which tells you about the sort of things he got cast in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that <laughs> tracks. so just bad. Just thinking about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking at the wider cast, speaking of people who get cast in random things, Jessica Biel was in this. For like five seconds, and there was no reason for her to be in it at all. Yeah. No. Poor like, Jessica Biel. <laughs> were they... I wonder if in 2004, when they like were advertising this movie if they included her name just to try and get like younger people to come in and watch it because she was famous at that point because mm-hmm. not for yeah. movies she was she was she had i mean she had been on seventh heaven for years and this was right around the time i think that she left well, seventh yeah, yeah, heaven okay. to go do movies yeah they probably um, put her in the trailer and it was mm. probably most of her actual scenes but they were in the trailer <laughs> they were like look jessica beale so yeah, because if I had kn- if I had seen it and known she was in it, that would have been a draw for me as a young girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. But her character has absolutely no reason to be in this movie. Yeah. No, it reminded me of her character in that horrible Orlando Blue movie. Bird drives. Which one? Elizabeth Town. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's the she's the ex girlfriend in that, and she's in it for the, about the same amount of time. <laughs> And like I, th- I think that was probably around the same time as well, right? Elizabeth Town. So yeah, yeah, I think so. I think this is just what she was doing at that point. They're like being an action movie, being a Cameron Crowe thought piece that's going to be exactly the same as all of Cameron Crowe movies, except not. And then it <laughs> failed. So I, I, I feel kind of sorry for her because like she's good when she crops up and things. She's like, oh, Jessica Biel, cool. But she was doing all this at the time when you've also got Scarlett Hansen cast in everything. Renee yeah. Zellweger, Sandra Bullock is still, you know, still to this day doing all these sorts of parts. And Angelina mm-hmm. Jolie doing the slightly older end of the spectrum for these sorts of parts. Yeah, yeah and probably also, I don't know, like Jennifer Garner. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just mm-hmm. thinking of other people coming out, like also probably like Katie Holmes and all of that. Like all these yeah. people coming off of um, WB shows mm-hmm. yeah. trying to get into yeah. movies. Yeah, they, they got the, the big role, so she was taking this still, yeah. mm-hmm. the illusionist. Um, and Elizabeth Down, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this does segue as nicely to Kim Basinger. Mm. I think there's a lot of chat to be had here from your comments, Mandy. All right. Mm. So here's my short one-second feeling about Kim Basinger in this movie. She was phenomenal as an actress. Mm-hmm. Her performance was spectacular. I do not think her character was written well. No. You want no, me to elaborate was, on that, it don't was you? Very, it was almost the line of, like, um, over-sexualized damsel in distress. Like, yes. you, you know, they almost got to the point where, like, her tank top slips. <laughs> and they're like, oh. Um, they didn't yeah, get it, that it's far. It's 2004 but... was showing, yeah. It was yeah. so inconsistent. 
Because mm-hmm. on the one hand, you've got the biology, the high school science teacher who is smart enough to take a smashed analog phone and figure out how to randomly call by clicking wires together, which I don't think you could actually do. But oh, she's I'm smart enough to I figure that, that out. She, you know, got, she ended up escaping and she got her son out. Like she did all of these things. But every time she spoke, she had that very whiny, mm. breathy, I'm a damsel in distress thing. She was constantly like crying, like falling on the floor crying. And I just, I can't reconcile those two things. Either she's a strong character or she's not. I, I don't think you can be both sides of that coin to the extreme that they gave her. Yeah, and, and like that's... when they escape, when she gets her son, and they're like almost escaping, she's so close to being like one of those awesome, strong women that are that can be in action movies sometimes that like actually t- hold their own and mm-hmm. go off and have agency. But then he stops her and she screams and uh, cries yeah. again, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, she was level-headed enough that when the guy came in um, and he figured out she had the phone and he was getting ready to like beat her up. She took a piece of broken mirror and, like, was able to level-headedly target his artery to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then in the very next moment, she's an absolute soggy mess. Yeah. And I, I that's what I struggle with. But Kim Basinger does a soggy mess very, very well. <laughs> and so, like, I don't fault her at all. Like, she did really well with what she was given to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. N- never ugly cried a day in her life, is she? Oh, absolutely yeah. not. Oh, she um, did really well. Yeah, I loved it so much. I like compare it to, and I cannot think of other examples, but like Mary Elizabeth Winstead in one of the Die Hard films, where she's taken hostage and she's like shouting instructions to him on the phone to try and help him, and doing the the strong and capable part whilst also being under, you know, under. That's Die Hard Four. Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> Say yeah. again? <laughs> four. Die Hard 4. Yeah. Um, okay. I like that this was someone who was clearly scared and eaten out of her comfort zone in some ways, but mm-hmm. still prepared to do the necessary thing. I think I, it comes to the bit where she has to smash into the building to get her son out, mm-hmm. um, which, like, that door was very flimsy. She could have just, a, a hard shove, I think, would have had it open, but fine, fine, fine. Um and then the bit where she's strangling the guy, like she's trying to creep up behind him and strangle him. And you can see she's like, this could go very wrong and I could put us all in danger, but I need to do something. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it really worked for me just as something that we don't often see. Yeah, I think uh, that part is when with the handcuffs, mm-hmm. she turns into what you want her to be mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. like they couldn't decide what she was going to be. But there was other parts like when they're like, go to the window so you can see your son. She like starts screaming and flailing around even before she's at the window like it's just Mm, a little too much of i don't know she just goes too far in one extreme i think maybe Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's where i fall on it she also never takes her heels off which bothered me (laughs) but that's just how i am She's a woman in an action movie. She yeah, has to be sadly, in sadly, it's yeah, so true. Yeah. Especially in two thousand and four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who it does end up with? I think one button on her shirt left done up. Like, oh yeah, yeah. She's in the car with her kid. She would have. She would have. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, her handcuffs were big enough that she could, you know, wrap around and stuff. She could have buttoned up her shirt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. I honestly didn't even notice the shirt. So <laughs> there was just a shot at the end that's like, oh, two thousand and four. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I have to be disheveled, but in a sexy way. <laughs> yeah. With a bleeding forehead. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. No, I, I, I think I liked because she could have just been kidnapped damsel type, but she was, mm-hmm. she had some agency in that. And I think, mm-hmm. I think I liked where, uh, and I can see exactly what you're saying. There are times when it's just, she's a damsel. And I think what's been overridden for me is the, like, all the times where you can see how, how much it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. But she's still doing it, which is cool. I wonder if if our feelings on it are because we're looking at a movie from two thousand and four. Yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like if in two thousand and watched it in two thousand and four, would she have had incredible agency? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 
Um, because honestly, watching this movie, I, I found myself thinking that I imagine the makers of this movie expected or intended this to be like some big cutting edge movie <laughs> with all of the greatest technology and, and all of that stuff. And so I can see how they would they would believe that they were doing the best that they could. Yeah. Or was even also, better than they should have been. Would it also have been, been like her comeback movie? Maybe? Uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about Kim Basinger to know. Quick look at her. But like maybe being like, she's in this high emotional, big acting mm. role. Look at her. She's back now. I don't know. Yeah, because she'd just done Eight Mile. So she was probably transitioned into playing the mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mom. Mm. Dramatic. And hasn't done much since. Oh, apparently she's in two of the Fifty Shades films. Really? Lucky her. <laughs> oh, uh, the unrated version of one of them only. Oh, oh goodness. goodness. Uh, as Eleanor Lincoln, if that means anything. Oh. oh. I know who that is. Okay. Because uh, her really big famous one is a film called Nine and a Half Weeks. Proper erotic thriller from the 80s. Uh, her and Mickey Rourke. Hot, hot Mickey right. Rourke. So that was what she always got cast as. But yeah, this is clearly her going into being the mom. And I can oh, only say mom in that way. <laughs> she was the... Oh, I have completely forgot she was in Wayne's World too. Mm. Completely forgot. Yes, of course, that time when she's also doing things like LA Confidential as seductress. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I haven't seen. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Interesting. So who else haven't we touched on? Um, Jason Statham? All the bad guys? All the big brooding bad guys? Well, I mean, they didn't have much dialogue, so they did what they could with what they had. Right? They loomed. They did. They loomed very much so. (laughs) That's all I got for Mm. those guys. I mean, even Jason Statham had very few lines. Mm Mm-hmm. I can imagine writing it. It's probably a very hard thing. Like, okay, so she's taken a hostage and she's on the phone. And you've got him and he's on the phone trying to help her. How do we do other characters? How do we do the villains of this piece? How do we even mm-hmm. like, get anywhere? Right. And try to keep the twist that they're cops. Because mm. you don't find yeah. that out until very late in the movie. Mm. And it's actually, it's after that point that we do start getting more dialogue from them. Do you think the reveal about why they're after her and her husband is kept at, for the right time? Would you have preferred it sooner? No, I think it works. Yeah, it works. Okay. I mean, because they, they did try to set it up because we had already seen the news the news piece about the killings and the, it being gangland slayings or something. However, that newscast, the newscaster worded it in such an odd way that you would never actually hear on the news. Um. But it was prominent enough that they had kind of set it up, and I had forgotten about it mm-hmm. until we got the videotape. So I think it did work. Yeah, I think the funny thing with that is um, I'm not entirely sure why he was filming his office building real estate work. I feel that that may have made more sense in 2004, like, look at this new technology. But maybe well, it, it made for more lease. sense in a house. The building was for lease, and so I assumed he was the realtor for the building and was doing something. Yeah, but like he was in his car filming it. Like that was just such a weird. I don't mm. know, but maybe like new technology. Look, I can film the building. I don't know. Yeah, when they pulled the camcorder out, I was like, "Oh, of course they're doing another bit of tech as well. Of course yeah. they are." <laughs> and somehow, guys. somehow he was able to copy the film. From the camcorder to his Nokia cell phone. Yeah. Without a cord or a memory card. I think it's implied he filmed the preview screen on the camcorder. And it's still in oh, high quality, yeah. you know, digital format. Mm, mm, is it mm, though? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can see that. He filmed the camera. Yeah. I did like that. But, you know, you don't see that because I think it might be an overlay. Mm-hmm. To show that because the videos were not that quality, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> and how much memory did Nokia's phones have? Because he had already videoed, had two videos on there. <laughs> My Nokia so. phone didn't have color. In two, well, so I got mine in 2000 or 2001. 
but it didn't. It was an earlier model than the one that he had. His was fancy and silver, <laughs> but mine did not have a color screen. So interesting. Yeah, was it an actual model in this that they were trying to pitch? Is this kind of you know post Matrix where they're trying to sell it in a film again? I didn't see any comments about what model it was. Mm. Mm. No, it's it's not the flagship model. Okay, because that's the one that I had. That's the one that everybody recognizes as the (laughs) (laughs) the one that everybody recognizes as the Nokia phone is is the one that I had. Um, And I remember watching this, thinking when he dropped the phone and it broke, I didn't realize I had forgotten that he wasn't on his phone anymore; that he was on the douchey guy's phone, cell phone. Mm -hmm. And my first reaction was, "That's so unrealistic. Everybody knows Nokia's are indestructible." And then I was like, oh, yeah, his Nokia is still in the Porsche. <laughs> oh, Nokia's. Mm-hmm. That ringtone brought back memories, I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. I, I'm enjoying hearing you say Nokia. We, How we do say, you say it? We, we say Nokia. Really? Mm. We say no. I don't even Nokia. think I can say now. Nokia here. Yeah. Yeah. They're Nokia's. Nokia. Interesting. Mm, really interesting. Um, right. Chris Evans does a lot of driving in this film. Yeah, he's definitely going to get arrested later, right? <laughs> he holds up the place with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> he did a lot of things in this movie that mm-hmm. he would have been caught prior to. Like, this was a huge plot hole in this movie. They waited mm-hmm. to have him be wanted by the police until he had already done like half a mm. dozen of things that would have gotten him flagged by the police immediately. You'd hope, although, you know, a white guy in LA can get away with a lot. Yeah, there's also like he tried to go to the police once and that was it. Like he could have mm-hmm. gone to a McDonald's payphone, put Jessica on hold or whatever and called 911. Mm. But then the movie would have been over, so yeah. And also the thing of him, <laughs> that was it, him running up the stairs and like, as he's running up the stairs, the signal's getting bad. Okay. So why not put the phone down? Because yeah. he's like, I can see the door. Like, okay, you can leave the phone behind. Go and get yeah. the guy. <laughs> or go to the third floor where the signal was fine and find yeah. a cop there to go to the fourth floor. Right. Just don't leave the police station. There are cops everywhere mm. just find a different one but then we wouldn't have had a movie yeah yeah that's kind of the like the fun of it of oh no they've put some other obstacle in his way he, it's a tunnel <laughs> he can't go through the tunnel and he has to reverse up the busy street amazing <laughs> yeah. yeah like that part is definitely good for plot with cell phones and mm. um and stuff and the and when the the douchey bags call gets transferred or whatever crossed like that is definitely <laughs> Is that that a was thing? a good part. It was well. I remember with you know when you had um, your iPhone or your iPod converters um, plugged into your radio, and you had to be on a certain channel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Then that you would get cross-reference with somebody else if they were also using that thing, and then you would hear their songs. Oh, interesting. Um, I've had that happen before, but never phones. I don't really know how that works. I've heard other people's conversations on, like, back when we had landlines, like wireless, Mm. cordless landlines, like sometimes it would happen. And so it's not outside the realm of possibility or at least outside the realm of believability that that could happen with a cell phone, particularly early stage cell phones. Mm -hmm. Because he has a a Bluetooth at the end. Mm. Mm -hmm. And the Porsche guy's on a speaker car thing so oh, i don't know maybe something about something waves yeah <laughs> science science because <laughs> yeah there was a thing that clearly they got someone to sponsor it from a hardware perspective but mm-hmm. they had to make up the network because none of the networks would sponsor it or give them any money because it's not very nice about the networks because mm. he keeps losing signal and it doesn't oh. work across wires and stuff. So they're like, no, we're, we're not giving you money for this. So, they just so it was company. just called Cellular. Yeah. The store. Cellular. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the cell phone store was going to get the gun. Like, why didn't you just steal a charger instead? 
go to the bit where the charges are. Like, it's not that good. And take right. one. They were like, on the wall, right? Just, just take one. Yeah, like, it's not his first time in a cell phone store. No. <laughs> and I think, like, that's part of the thing about his character. Because we, we are told, we are absolutely told by Jessica Biel that he is irresponsible, self-centered, and childish. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever really see it. I think it's implied, but he goes so quickly to, oh, she's actually in trouble. Okay, I would help her with every fiber of my being to commit crimes to help her. Right. Yeah, yeah. We don't, like, the only thing he did was lie to Jessica Biel and give the papers to his friend. But he was mm. going to pick up his her, their shirts. Mm. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a piece of, like, they they didn't give us enough of that version of him for the character development to stick. Yeah. Right? And then they didn't even give us a bit at the end of her recognizing that he did this wonderfully <laughs> responsible thing. She didn't get any lines. She was just standing by him at the ambulance or whatever. Having right? taken, She's there to pull his hood down. That's the reason she's there. <laughs> hmm Yeah, so the, I think they could have done that a little bit better. Like, given us more of an introduction of his character. I mean, because we got enough of his friend to know that his friend was like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I think the way that he interacted with the the other girls, mm-hmm. absolutely. And they didn't do that at all with his character. So it's almost a shame. Like, why not just have him be the nice guy? And then he helps her. Great. <laughs> you have Maybe because it. they thought telling us that he was a terrible guy was better than, like, was better storytelling. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess. I mean, it's not, but I can see how it could be perceived that way. It gets the idea the next 10 of, of the film. Yeah. Because the idea <laughs> of a irresponsible, childless, childless, childish. Child free. <laughs> surfer boy turning into this person who will, you know, do anything at all costs to save this woman and her kid mm. is a much better story than random good guy on the street gets pulled into this drama. And I think that's what they were going for. They just didn't do it skillfully. Okay. Yeah. And it's a shame on his character because particularly the sort of sundry characters get so many cool little characteristics and quirks. We've talked on like mm-hmm. the spa stuff and how cool William mm-hmm. H. Macy is. And he's annoyed at having to shoot someone after 27 years on the force, never shooting someone. Um, mm-hmm. We have the random dude in the in the police station who's all... Oh, I'm not a cop. They dragged me in here. They didn't even read me. My, my, like this guy's got a story going on that's interesting. Right. I, I like that mm, Jessica yeah. Biel has the whole heal the bay thing that she's trying to do. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't come to anything. But why not write something in if you're going to have a character there? The kid is called Ricky Martin. <laughs> it's so random. It's so weird. Like you don't need that joke, but it's a great joke. It's such a good joke. Yeah. Because you're like even in that part of the scene where he's asking about the last name and you're like watching the movie. You're like, dude, what is her last name? Do I know it? And then you, you just get the punchline. It just comes out of nowhere. That's fantastic. I like that. They tried to like, he's like, dude, you named your kid Ricky Martin. And she's like, it was before the singer. Like yeah. she had enough, I don't know, level headedness or wherewithal or whatever to stop being, you have to save my son to like justify why her kid's name is Ricky Martin. <laughs> And they they don't um, return to it. They don't lean on it as like, oh, this, we're going to have Ricky Martin yeah. songs all the way through now. There's nothing yeah. like that. It's just, it's a funny character thing. And, and that we all know, you know, there are people out there in the world called Harry Potter, for instance, mm-hmm. which was at one time a perfectly fine name, totally yes. innocuous. And now you feel sorry for them. <laughs> <laughs> and so Ricky Martin is a really good version of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, there's a guy that pops up in my Twitter feed whose uh, name is Chris Evans and his Twitter handle is not Captain America. It's <laughs> yes. just a guy on yeah. Twitter. I've, I've seen that guy. Yeah. Because we, we have a Chris Evans over here. He's a oh. ginger DJ radio and TV presenter um, mm. who's, who's very famous. He did huge numbers of shows in the 90s and then in the 2000s, and he hosted Top Gear for a couple of seasons, if you've ever seen Top Gear. So, like, there is this weird thing for us of, like, oh, Chris Evans, he's so hot, he's so cute. Is he, though? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Depends on which one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have that with Brian Williams. 
because he's a newscaster here, but there's NBC Brian Williams as well. And they both okay. did the Olympics. So when the Olympics were here, they both, they did like a, a, a thing together because especially up here when we get so much American TV, mm-hmm. it's very confusing, but mm. all Canadians know who Brian Williams is. He's a big part of our sport history. Brilliant. I love that stuff. Yeah. All right. I have one question before we start gushing even Go more on. about this movie. So, I mean, we talked about similar movies to this one. So why do movies like Speed, which is very similar to this, why does that movie have staying power? Everybody knows what it is. It it was kind of a blockbuster movie. Why isn't this one like that? I don't know. <laughs> Would it? Do you think it has something to do with the technology? And it's just, it was just so dated so fast? Like... Smartphones came out in what, like two thousand seven. I don't know. Like I enjoy it, and I can mm-hmm. enjoy the technology with that. Like there's, you know, you watch, you've got mail, and that's <laughs> dial up. So I don't yeah. have a problem with that. But I don't know. I, I think there's an aspect of it that this film is a bit archaic, almost. If this had come out in ninety seven. You, when the X-Files was doing lots of cool stuff with cell phones, but cell phones weren't doing video and so on yet, mm-hmm. um, it could have been quite cool. It could have been quite interesting. And, and you know, it, it, it feels very much like a sort of 90s action film. Mm. But this was a time when CG was becoming so much more of a thing. You had the Harry Potter series in full flow, Spider-Man films in full flow. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was just too dated too quickly. Mm. A a bit like the Emoji movie or the Angry Birds movie. You know, it just came out too late. Yeah. Yeah, and got lost in other things. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. I I also think, I mean, Speed's a really hard one because Speed has a lot of charisma. Mm -hmm. You know, the villain is interesting and good. The dynamic between, I mean, you know, Keanu Reeves and everyone, frankly. Right. really good. But like his partner's really good. Sandra Bullock's really good. The people on the bus are good. The action's really good. Mm Mm-hmm. It is all there in this, but I don't think it quite comes together to be more than the sum of its parts. Right. Mm-hmm. When did okay. the first Fast and the Furious come out? Maybe it just got maybe it just got stuck in between things of like Lord of the Rings just finished, Harry Potter's still going. I want yeah. to say two thousand and six, but I one. Oh wow! Oh, wow, mm. they're that old. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the first three came out like a, a little while apart. Uh, let me see if I can get this right. The first three came out, you know, with with regularity, and then there was a little break, and then they were like, "Right, let's make number four. Let's reboot it effectively." Because isn't isn't number four mm-hmm. also called Fast and Furious? Um, let me see if I can find the franchise list somewhere. Fast and Furious franchise. Two thousand one, two thousand three, two thousand six, two thousand nine, eleven, thirteen, fifteen, seventeen, twenty one. <laughs> Wow. Like, Forever and ever and ever. Every couple of years, increasing amounts being taken internationally. In the in the US, they always perform the same. Like they know they're gonna make it back their budget in the US. Yeah. Internationally, it's they're fascinating because it's like half a billion, three quarters of a billion, a billion, a billion and a half, two billion. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> We're gonna have to tackle those at some point. Yeah. I love these films. I, That's why I was so excited by the, one, like, but... It's a writer of some of the great, great modern action films. I will yeah. watch this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I've seen the first Fast and the Furious, but I don't remember anything about it. Oh, maybe that's a Patreon thing. Maybe it's done maybe like that's the Matrix a, films and then, uh, and then hit up the rest of them. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Nice. <laughs> Lindsay, why don't you tell us what your favorite moments are from Oh, cellular? Well, it's the same as yours because it's that's. I've been saying this line to my sister for the past 16 years. Even when I told her I was going to be on this, she knew exactly what the line was. Go ahead. Go ahead and take it. Uh, It's a day spa, you fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's hands down the best line in the movie. I mean, coming from William H. Macy, so good. Okay. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So is this the thing that like it's a PG-13 and in PG-13s you can basically use the F word once? I think so. Like you'd have yeah. to go back and and pay attention because there's definitely parts in this movie where there could be swearing, and Chris Evans definitely like probably melts it or something right. when he's trying to get out of the tunnel or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm fairly certain it's only this one, and then he just says bullshit a bunch. Okay. But you'd have to, you know, keep track. Kim Matthews going to the Google to find out. I'm blatantly trying <laughs> to find the transcript. <laughs> no! Oh. See, when you search for cellular transcript, you get really interesting things oh. about the makeup of cells. <laughs> what about cellular movie transcript 2004? Cellular film. There you that'll work. Uh, yeah, I actually don't think that'll work. There's only one F word. There's 45 of the S word. Um, that'll do it. Hmm. That's funny. I love that they gave it to William H. Maisie. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's so this good. Is fantastic. Because it's just this runner about being people making fun of him and the bad guy, good guy cop calling it a beauty parlor mm. and that you don't pay attention. Hmm. And then he just, like, that's how the movie, like, it's not how the movie ends, but it's just the great stinger at the end of the movie. Yeah. And he owns he's it. so betrayed. Like, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I will admit, I didn't trust that guy because he was in on it in, on the Truman Show. He was not his best friend. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he's mm. been in a lot of random stuff. That's just best friend and stuff. So the, the Porsche guy, I don't know his name. Hmm. But he plays the best douchebag in everything he has ever been cast in. And I yeah. think that is the only thing he has ever been cast as. Yeah, I've definitely seen him before playing a random douche. Doing probably the exact same thing. Let's see if I can find his name to give him some credit. I did, because wasn't he in, like, Suits or something? Because there was a whole thing that apparently that was meant to be... Simon Cowell, and then he couldn't make it, so they rewrote it. Oh. Rick Hoffman is the chap's name. Rick Hoffman, known as Lewis Litt in the legal drama Suits. Interesting. Mm. Having it be Simon Cowell really would have taken me out of the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially in 2004. Yeah, cameos like that never quite work, which is random things. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's a known quantity, so you would have had to have either recognized it or it's like, it's, yeah, it doesn't work. Um, I do like the whole Porsche sequence. I like the, I'm going to shoot your car. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> I like that he steals it a second time. Yeah. That's oh, really yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. At the impound lot. That's not Howie. I, yeah, I like how like over her job she was. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, she was a great tiny character. She was just like, I don't want to be yelled at. Was that Sherry Shepard? That was indeed Sherry Shepard as Jaded Cashier. Yes. <laughs> it was great. But I, I particularly love Chris Evans' joy at driving the Porsche. <laughs> yeah. Especially after the like ridiculous security car thing. <laughs> yeah, two gear. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? We've already talked about Ricky Martin, which is on your list. What else did you really enjoy, Matthew? I, I really like when he goes... It's either running maybe at the bank or maybe it's at the school. There's a whole like foot chase thing that's really intense that starts off with a really nice Billy Holiday sort of jazz track and then becomes a remix of it. So it's okay, but you can't tell it's a remix for at least the first 30 seconds. I'm like, this is a little incongruous. I kind of love it because, again, it's random. <laughs> I love this film. It's just like, let's just throw in fun and right. make you smile as it goes on. Yeah. But it really didn't That's... feel like it fit the moment. And then suddenly it did. Suddenly it was like, oh, yeah. What's this? It's yeah. got a great beat. You can dance to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's a great way to describe this movie is fun and it makes you smile. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Um, let's talk Jason Statham. I have to really focus on saying it because we have a friend on Twitter whose name is Jason Statham. And I keep wanting to be able to do that in my head. <laughs> so Jason, Jason Statham, Jason. let's talk his accent. But there was no reason for him to be American. <laughs> no, not at all. And, and it, I didn't even think he was doing an accent for half the film. My wife was saying, no, like, he's I definitely don't think trying. so either. And, and when you listen back, every so often he's like, we're going to find your husband. <laughs> he really sure. works at the R's. Like, I don't know what to do with my R's. <laughs> Like Doctor Strange? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I certainly didn't think he was American. No. No, because no, there was a part that I was like, 
can you be a, a cop if you're not born there? Like, I don't know how it works, but I definitely had that thought. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah I, I was convinced he wasn't. And then when I started listening for it, like, oh, yeah, every so often he's, whether he's trying to soften the British accent and is going too far, or whether he's actually trying to do an American accent, who knows? But it's weird because we're so <laughs> used to the way he sounds. I'm Jason Statham. I'm here to drive a car and kick some bloody bollocks ass. <laughs> yeah, well, it's also, maybe he wasn't as well known. Like, the Italian job would come out, mm. but I think not much else, right? Like, he wasn't like he is now known. No. So maybe they were like, no, you have to be American in this. Had he not for- shown up in the Fast and Furious Fast no. and Furious franchise yet? He's only in the last two or three, so. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he... He'd done a film called The Transporter, which again is driving fast, but I think he's utterly British in that. And a little. um, Is that why that movie kept coming up? When I I always Google, you know, movies like blah, blah, blah. Okay. And that movie kept coming up with this one. And I was like, I don't even know what that movie is, but if they share an actor, Uh, that would make sense. Yeah. He's, again, it's like he has to rescue a briefcase and also a woman, and he drives a bunch of fast cars. I don't know. Something like that. Oh, okay. that's it, it, it's such a description of an early 2000s film. He has to rescue a briefcase, also a woman. Yep. <laughs> He's probably in some parts of Europe and somewhere else as well at some point. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I remember that one being a cool film, and I remember the second one because there's a bit where there's a bomb on the bottom of his car. So he drives halfway on a ramp really fast so his car does a flip in the air catches the bottom of a crane that knocks the bomb off and his car continues to spin and he lands back normally. Because <laughs> that's a thing that would happen in real life. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like Fast and the Furious. Yeah, basically. Do we, do we need to add these movies to the list, Matthew? Uh, I mean, probably not. I don't think they're that good. They're not they're, good They're this sort okay. of film, frankly. So, you know, they are, if, if you find them on a Netflix or something on a Saturday night, grab some popcorn okay. and a glass of wine and this is, this is where you can settle in. All right, I will keep that in mind. Um, did you have any others? Were, were there other bits for you, Mandy? I mean, it doesn't get any better than it's a day spa, you fuck. It just doesn't. <laughs> it's such a weird place to put it. Like you say, it's so cool giving it to William H. Macy because like, if you are saying, okay, we're pitching for PG-13, we want to make sure all the, the teens and young teens can definitely come in and see this because it's a good film for them. Mm-hmm. So we can have a swear in here somewhere mm-hmm. let's give it to william h macy as a gag about him being emasculated or something right at the end <laughs> so good yeah i did like some of the dated cell phone references like chris evans saying lady you're wasting my minutes <laughs> i remember so vividly waiting until nine o'clock at night to use the phone right. because minutes were unlimited after nine o'clock amazing um and then when he was trying to mute the volume because of the the car, the woman in the car, um, with the radio so loud, and he couldn't find it, and he was having to press all the buttons to try to get into the menus. And I was just thinking, wow, I remember having to press that many buttons to do anything on a cell phone. Yeah, so many. Yeah. So complicated. I mean, he couldn't put his window up. <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to play around with the cell phone. Of course. Amazing. I found it interesting, and I I didn't really pick up on it until the end credits rolled around, but they went back through the movie and pulled out every instance they showed the cell phone (laughs) and put the the credits. Mm -hmm. And I, when they lined them all up like that, it was so weird. Like, that's such a weird place to show the phone, but actually watching the movie, I didn't notice it. Mm -hmm. But they did it so many times. I think maybe I just got used to it. Like, oh, it's a Nokia. Oh, it's not a Nokia. <laughs> it, it really did highlight, like, this film spent a lot of time showing us the phone. Oh, it absolutely yeah. did, yeah. This movie was about the phone. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, well, is there anything else that we need to talk about, about Cellular? I'm glad it wasn't a huge hit, because maybe then Chris Evans would have been an action star, and we never would have gotten where we are today. That is a very good observation. Because, yeah, like, what if they tried to put him, cast him in Die Hard 5 as the son, if he was an action star at that point? Ahead of Jai Courtney? Oh, come on. (laughs) We never would have had Captain America. 
No, because he probably would have still have gone on to do the Fast and the Fe- not the Fast and the Furious, um, Fantastic Four. Yeah. Which utterly mm. tanked, so. Yeah. Mm. I know. I did like you had a thing in there, Mandy, of like, how did she recognize him with the hood up from behind? Because mm. it's America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> You have been waiting this whole hour to say that, haven't you? (laughs) When you edit, you'll hear me mention the hood again before. I was like, maybe she'll she'll mention that I can make that joke. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I am so sorry I failed you. Um, Lindsay, do you have any other recommendations you would want to throw out? You said you kept thinking of other things. What do you think we should go and check out? Well, because I was listening to you last week's, which was How I Married an Axe Murderer, okay. um, and you brought up Dave, and I was really upset because I love Dave. I'm like, oh man, I should have thought about Dave. Dave is so good. And I have it on a two-disc, <gasps> like, A-side, B-side with American President. Probably I also bought at the same time as I bought Cellular. What an amazing two-pack. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I... Yeah, I watched a lot of random card Jason Statham movies with my dad, so I really enjoy them when I'm in the right kind of mood. But not actually Fast and the Furious, so I don't know. And if you're in a summer mood, I would say Blue Crush. Is that a surfing movie? Yes. That sounds vaguely familiar. Kate Bosworth and Michelle Rodriguez. Interesting. I'm not sure I've seen it, though. Like, I think I just vaguely know about it. I vaguely know about a lot of movies. (laughs) Brilliant. What a cast. Look at that. Are you looking it up? I am totally looking it up. Amazing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we should see that. Dave, though, Dave is a very good show. Oh, Dave is a good movie. Mm. Dave. Don't look it up. Is that? Don't look it up. Kevin Klein? Kevin Klein. Sigourney Weaver? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's Don't look idea. it up. I'm just, I feel like I can see the <laughs> video, like the VHS cover. Okay. It would have been VHS like, back then. Like, I feel like I can see that in my head, which is why I'm thinking Kevin Klein, but I am certain I never saw it. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, if you would like to join the conversation, you can use the hashtag PC Deprived on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Eloquent Gushing, or you can send an email to podcast at eloquentgushing.com. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for bringing on something thank you for that is this much me. fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you guys liked it. I was slightly concerned because not a lot of people know about this movie. And I was like, what if they hate it? Oh, no. No, I, I think that was it, just looking at it going, this will be a nice break from, <laughs> you know, we've covered a number of worthy films recently. We've done some intense, and we've got some intense stuff coming up. So it's quite nice to go. Mm-hmm. Let's just have fun. Yeah. Remember yeah. when movies were fun? <laughs> no. Remember when life was fun? Sorry, that was dark. <laughs> it's been a long, Not long part weeks. of like major franchises and yes, all having to totally be part a standalone. of a Yeah, great. It didn't have a sequel called Smartphone. <gasps> this should have a distant sequel. That's our, 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 is there anything else to discuss? If they made a sequel now, is it on Android? Is it on iPhone? Is this Hawaii trying to break into the American movie market? It would be a movie um, kind of like Tron, where Android and iPhone are duking it out like in the network. <laughs> and for some reason, he owns a Windows phone and has to use that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the only reason she can't send him his her Google map location is because of that? <laughs> it's not compatible? This is where I am. Come find me. <laughs> hey, look me up on Bing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. man. Awesome. Yep. Um, where are people able to find your podcasts? Uh, you can find Nature Finds a Way at naturefindsapod.com or Nature Finds a Pod uh, on social media. And the Whale Tales podcast you can find through whaletales.org on social media or whale-tales.org. And that is tales like the story, not like the animal. Brilliant. And are you yourself on Twitter? I am at FHG07. But really, I just like a lot of... Um, you know, like buffering and Parks and Rec tweets. So I'm not really that exciting to follow. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Perfect. Go Do go and check out both. We do love them very much. Thank you very much mm-hmm. for coming on. Thank you so much. Yeah, we've got some exciting summer stuff coming up too soon as well. Mm-hmm. 
Cool. Yeah, I saw Dragonheart on the and Dragonheart's about to be on TV. I'm so tempted, but Sarah said also said don't. Don't. Oh, <laughs> oh that's sad. two votes go against. Listen to, go listen to the theme and every, you'll get everything you need from it. Okay. Ooh, that's <laughs> bad. Pop culture deprived is completely funded by our lovely listeners through Patreon. Anything you can give gives access to exclusive content. You can get exclusive merch. You can get bonus shows, early access shows, all sorts of cool things, and the joy and pleasure in your soul of supporting our network and helping us to create all these wonderful shows that you love so, so very much. If you want to find out more, you can go to patreon.com slash eloquentgushing. And we will be back next week with another episode where we are going to talk about Rain Man. Until then, I'm Mandy Kay. And da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Pop Culturally Deprived is an Eloquent Gushing production. For more information, visit eloquentgushing.com or find us on Twitter at Eloquent Gushing.